Yo, this is John from Noise Dosage Media, and this episode is brought to you by Begrudgingly Benny. Interested in putting something horrific and grotesque on your next piece of merch? Benny is tucked away in the fiery depths of COVID quarantine, blasting the filthiest of old school death metal and drawing hideous creatures that he is waiting for you to adopt. Go over to Instagram and follow at Benny and contact him if you would like some really weird original art for your band or label. Super professional, highly recommended. Yeah, so what's up, Sean from Ingested? I'm glad this all came together, and uh, here's my first question. Shoot. You know, where where would you say Ingested has grown the most musically and on social media since the start of the band? You mean where specifically, like, you know, which country or? Just, just in general, like, I know bands when they start off and they have, like, I don't know, no knowledge of how to, like, market themselves. Well, I remember when we were doing our second album, The Surreption, in 2011. And back then, I can't remember what we'd done, but we'd set our Facebook to UK only and didn't know. So for like the first two years of the band, we had like a thousand fucking likes on Facebook because we just didn't realize that we didn't have any reach to any other countries. So, you know, I guess you just learn, you learn, you learn as you go along, man. It's always a funny story to ask that because like me, I'm learning as we go. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I mean, we we handle all our socials ourselves, so it's not like we've got someone who's helping us along the way. You just kind of. Hopefully. Right. right. Get shit Just down. Just learn. Yeah. So, see, joining Unique Leader Records, what have you, like, noticed that makes this record label stand out from the rest? Well, you've got to kind of, like, weigh up your options when you do when you are presented with a choice between labels. Um, when were we coming up in the scene when we were younger, like Unit Leader had a lot of prestige for us. There was a lot of bands on there that we appreciated back in the day, like, you know, Inveracity, Beheaded, Disavowed, Deezer Flesh, stuff like that. And so mm-hmm. back when we were underground, we'd have, you know, chopped someone's hand off to fucking be on that label. So <laughs> years later, when we got the opportunity, we we're like, well, this is the time, I guess. And the thing about it that we, we feel so comfortable with is that our manager, well, our manager a few years ago worked at the label. We no longer have a manager anymore. Linda's all our stuff. Um, our, book, our US booking agent works for Unit Leader. And mm-hmm. our label manager from back in the day from CJ Ramida ended up joining and taking over the labels. Well, when um, Eric unfortunately passed away. So the whole team behind the label, we know all they're directly involved. So right. there's a lot of freedom for us. And we're one of the bigger bands on the label, so you know it's the case of yeah, big fish, small pond kind of like right deal for us, I guess. That's what it works That's well. That's awesome. Us. Now, do they do they limit you anyway? Um, like lyrically, lyrically, no, no. How about imagery? Like no nope. covers, nothing. Wow, I don't think they do it with any band, to be honest. I I don't know many labels that would do that. That's maybe, crazy. 
maybe the slightly bigger independence, maybe nuclear blast and metal blade, maybe that kind of shit. But- yeah, yeah, that, that's why I was going to ask you because I was talking to um, Chris from Devourment, and he said to me that they said like, "Don't say fuck" on the album, and I'm like, "Wow." What re- were they, are they on relapse? Yeah. Even if so, he did say fuck, he wouldn't be able to tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, Phew. do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the thing with extreme metal is like you can't censor it. It don't matter what you do. So, plus well, the same case of fucking Camel Corpse. That most of their albums are banned in Germany for fuck knows how many years. It's just weird yeah. shit like that. Have you had any issues going over the border? Um. What, because of our content? Yes, 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 correct. Never know. Damn. Yeah, because they fucking devourment. They're all over that. They're like, we've had so many issues fucking with security and blah, 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 but whatever. We Um, don't, but I guess the only kind of offensive cover that we, they might have pulled us on was surpassing. I remember mm -hmm. sending a CD out to one of my friends down in Australia and they confiscated it because it was... You know, it was explicit, but that's the only right. thing I can think of off the top of my head. Right. We've had a so, show cancelled on us because of oh, our, shit. our lyrics. Nice. So, yeah. At least you're doing something right if, if that happens. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, what have you learned about the members in the band that keeps your project moving forward? Like, I've noticed that you only had, like, one member change. Technically, not a member change. It was the member loss. We're still the same dudes. Still the same four dudes. Right. We were five, but now we're four. Um, I don't know, man. We've just learned to be around each other. We spend so much time on the road and in pe- in each other's pockets, if you will. That we've just we know once one of the members is fucking fuming, so you just back off, leave them. <laughs> you know when they need the space. You know when to not joke, when to joke. But. You know, you see a lot of bands where they're all pretty segregated, like members will go and do their own thing. We always seem to have stayed as a group. We always do shit together, just the way we've right. always been. You know what I nice. mean? Yep. It, the thing is, like, that seems like a simple question, but you could take it so many different ways. Like, yeah. I've I've heard, just yesterday, I was talking to the dudes in Body Snazzer. They're like, dude, like, half of us are on the, like, we live in Florida and the other guys lives in, live in Pennsylvania. I'm like, how the fuck do you guys like manage? Like, yeah. So, well, our drummer lives in the uh, Mallorca in Spain. So, mm-hmm. awesome. it's not bad. It's, it's fine. It's, you, you just deal with it, I guess. Right. So yeah. Congrats on the new album. Sounds fucking dope. Nice, like brother. super tight. Um, so what was the easiest and or like hardest part about putting the pieces together for that album? Um, uh, I mean, I'm so far ahead with writing these days that it wasn't a huge struggle to do it because I'd been writing it and changing it and we'd all been, you know, finalizing the structures and the stuff for the songs for so long that it didn't seem that much of a problem. I mean, the, the last things that I usually down a lyric so i think when we went into the studio there was like 95 percent of one song not done so that's kind of the only thing that they struggle with i mean i i i help with lyrics now and then is that there's a song on the album that i completely wrote everything for which is rare for me but it just mm-hmm. happened that way but 
mainly it's Jason, our singer, and Sam, our guitarist, that do pretty much the whole bulk of the lyrics. So the hardest thing for me is usually is just trying to keep the song tight and concise, keeping a similar motif running through because I like I like familiar structures. I like parts to come back. You know, not a specific formula. Right. Not, it's not, not it's like not, a noodle fast. No, I, we've done that shit, and it's it's not for me anymore. You know, but um, you right. know, it's not the typical verse, chorus, bridge, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but it's as close as it can be. You know, I want riffs mm-hmm. to come back. I don't see the point in sticking like fifty riffs in a song because you know you're like fuck, dude. I gotta remember them. Yeah, I mean, we did that on Architects of Extinction, and that fucking album's a pain to play, man. Right. Well, I'm a guitar player, so like, here's a question off you being a guitar player. Um, when you go to write, are you usually with a drummer, or do you sit at like a home studio? I just sit with a guitar on my phone. I don't even have a home studio. I only got a laptop like two months ago. Oh shit! I like I have nothing. Like, I've just ne- I've just never been that way. Whenever we need to do shit, I always use the phone our guitar player, and he bring his laptop and his setup. So that's just kind of the way we did it. Right on. So like I mean, once I got my once I started getting phones and shit, like the nearest thing that I got that helped me write stuff was a an app called Jam Up Pro, so I could plug my guitar straight in and then you know noodle my ideas down. I still use that every now and then. But for the most part, it's just I sit down, pick up my guitar, you know, record some voice notes if I need to. Most of it is just me trying to remember it in my head, which is, mm-hmm. I don't think many people do that anymore. But right. I've got I mean, like, like I try to do that. stuck in my head because I've got no way to record them. So I just have yeah. to remember that shit. My, my thing was like, I used to um, jam with a drummer, but like, I would always like, you know, when you jam with a drummer, you just kind of write. Yeah. Um, how do how do I put it? Something simple, but like when you sit and for like just sit down and fucking jam, like you actually come up with something like a a lot more technical. Yeah, I need a lot of time with stuff. So me sitting in a practice space with a drummer, paying paying for that those hours doesn't seem, yeah. you know. The, the best way for me to do it we used to jam like that years ago when we first started we, we'd jam in the, in the room but it's, you know you, you you develop you change the way you do things and for us it's mainly me sitting there and hashing out a song to be fair and then sending the guys you know my ideas and then they all pile in and say this is good this is bad let's change this around let's add this but the main right. bulk of it is me sat with a guitar and figuring it out so what did you do differently off the last album, The Level Above Human? No, we introduced eight strings for this album. Okay. So that's something we've never done before. I mean, we played six string in drop A since the start of the band. So incorporating something different, you know, adds another flavor. It's another tool. So um, you said you drop A and then you... On the eight string. Yeah, there's, there's, three, there's three songs on, on the album that are eight strings. And okay. they're in drop F, so we've you know we've tuned up slightly for the for the guitar. Right on. Just Fuck a little, yeah. something, just a little something different, man. It's it inspired me a little bit. You know, I've managed to write a lot of new tunes on the eight string, so it's just good to have something like that for inspiration. Not that I was running out, but I just fancied yeah. a change. I wanted something completely different. People are like, why don't you get a seven string? It's like because that's not changing. That's not that's put me in a different kind of 
mind frame. I want it to be in a completely different box. You know what I mean? Getting something that yeah. I've never even like tried to figure I, uh, out. Personally, like I used to always play in drop A. I did that for like fucking three or four years. And now just recently I tuned to fucking drop G because I'm into like more grindy stuff. Yeah. But that's made me like a whole different player. Like, like you were saying, like I've come up with a shit that's like way different. And what I you used do, to. You, it changes the way you write. The hardest thing when you pick up an eight string is you can't help but do fucking my sugar style riffs. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. It's so easy to do. So, like, I just kind of had the mind frame of like, I want to write death metal songs, but with an eight string. So I was starting to figure out how how to make it sound the way I wanted it to sound, but you know, not not making it a cliche and it being you know the typical kind of gent sound. So again, I I tuned it up instead of down. So there's right. another little thing, but. You know, no jet, no jet, please. No jet. <laughs> um, so what are some like tricks when it comes down to recording in the studio? Like I have a angle fireball and a fucking, I usually use like a Mesa. Well, when we record, usually we record for an album, we record ourselves at home. Um, okay. And then we get it reamped with our producer or our engineer, should I say, Christian Donaldson. So I'm not sat with any gear. I'm just going straight into an interface, um, and we, you know, we record with an amp sim just for the for the playback. That's it. Right on. Yeah, that that's been kind of my way of thinking recently. Like I'm like, fuck, dude. I have the equipment to do it. Like, why spend so much? Like fucking money in a studio yeah i mean that's another thing like you know we the the, you're always working to a budget on an album and right as soon as we just went you know for the past like three rec three or four records we've done all the shit at home guitar wise anyway obviously you need a you need a studio for the drums and Mm -hmm. mainly for the vocals as well because there's a lot of equipment in there that get really good you know voice a, you know, a voice recording, yeah. that, like, you know, you got the yeah, compression, the you've got all that kind of shit. But with a guitar, you know, it's just fucking straight into a computer, get it reamped. You know, you don't even need to be there. It's just a waste of time, in my opinion. My thing is, like, when I go to a studio, I'm not, like, super tight compared to, like, sitting and fucking just take after take after take, you know? Yeah, I started to get really good at it, though, because I knew for the first half of the band like you know when we did have like two weeks to get everything down it'd be like right shit i've just got to get this done today so you just had to do it whereas our right. guitar player sam would he would kind of like get a bit flustered and he would make mistakes because the pressure was on so eventually i would just started recording it myself he didn't give a fuck he was like right you just do it you do all the guitars <laughs> and then now what we do is i do all the guitars and he records me so it's just it's the quickest way we, we do it we do it for efficiency not like no ego he's like he doesn't give a fuck that, you know, his playing's not on the album. Sometimes, most of the time, he does end up doing certain parts because he's just got a better arm for it. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Hell yeah. That that doesn't happen much either. Like, it's usually like, I want to be on right side, you be on left type deal. Nah, we don't give a fuck, man. Fuck. I mean, yeah. I, I'll record I'll record left and right as if it's me or him. Mm-hmm. So I'll know what I, what I'll do is I'll imagine if we're playing the song live, the parts I would play, and I would call okay, my yeah. parts, and then the parts, the leftover parts, would be him. So I do treat it like it's me and him, but it's just mm-hmm. me recording it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, 
So what do you use amp-wise live? For nearly our entire career, I used a 5150 signature, not block letter. Fuck yeah. Okay. With a Maxon overdrive and a Boss noise suppressor, and that was pretty much it. That's all I used for so fucking long. And then last year I got a Kemper, and it's just replaced everything. Oh, shit. You know... I was talking to the dudes involved with Denia and uh, Chris. Yeah. Like, you you toured with him, right? I know Chris, yeah. Um, he just kept, like, talking up Kemper. I'm like, dude, I, like, I want to buy one after talking to you about this. Like, it just sounds so efficient, man. You don't it's need a great. cab or anything. It's great. Um, um, We do a lot of flying. So, you know, we're in, in the States. So, you know, we got to fly to a, somewhere in Europe. So... Being able to not having to rent any back line as far as guitars are concerned is, is great. I used to hate having to figure out where I'm going to get an amp from when I go to the right. States. Like, shit, where are we going to get it from? Is one of the bands on the tour going to let me rent it off them? Um, with a camper, you just fucking carry it on the plane and you're done. Right. And it's Do got you... my it's, it's got my profile on it, so I'm all good. Right, so you got a 5150 sim. What I did when we went into the studio to do this last album, I mm-hmm. profiled all my shit. Okay. Yeah. So, so it sounds identical. Yeah. Right. So it's pretty much got my. It's got a, a live tone that I would have. So. Gotcha. I've got a fucking Axe Effects Ultra, but I don't know. I don't know fucking anything about Axe Effects at all. Right. Yeah. So, no, you should stick with Camper, dude. It's sure. a. It's a. It's a. It's a fifty-fifty thing. You know, you've got your, you've got your, Kemper Camp, and you've got your fucking, you know, your fractals. So. Right. So my last question here is, um, you know, what has been your favorite touring package that you've ever been on? Uh, Summer Slaughter 2016. Okay. Um, Hell yeah. My like big four of death metal has always been Dying Fetus, Nile, Cannibal Corpse, and Suffocation. And so I just like, when I was a kid, I went on tour with all those bands. And Summer Slaughter had Cannibal Corpse, Suffocation, Nile. So I was like... There's three of the four in one fucking tour. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, "This is amazing." So that's that's no. definitely definitely my favorite one. Do you watch the bands every night? You I, never got sick of them. Um, and I I used to when I was younger. I used to watch a lot of bands and shit. But nah, I used to suffocation. You watch a lot because they're just so fucking crushing. Right. Um, I never get bored of seeing them live. But you know, you you catch them every couple of nights. There's no there's no point in watching them thirty times in a row. You got other things to do, right. man. Do you know what I mean? I got shit to do. There's beers to drink. There's burritos to eat. You know, I'm not going <laughs> to watch that shit all the time. Right. So what do you miss most about like not playing shows? Like, do you like to travel or is it more about playing the music? Um, Just the buzz you get on stage more than anything. To okay. traveling, uh, none of us like traveling. We hate flying. It's a fucking stressful thing. You know, you, constantly worrying about baggage weight whether your guitars are getting fucked up all that right. shit is just the worst and then when you've got a transfer as well you're getting two flights it's like, yeah, i just hate it the drives in the states can suck you know sitting in a van for seven hours so i can deal without that but you know as soon as you get a good show you've got a good stage size you've got a decent back line you know the crowd's decent I, there's nothing can beat that man i'm missing definitely playing just for the buzz of it more than anything fuck yeah I can't wait till you guys come back. I, I was at your Rochester show. I think that was like a 
I don't know, a year or two ago. I'm not sure. You had a Phil vocalist, I know. Oh, okay. Was he the? Would have either it was been a montage. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, too many fucking dates. I, I did but... like fucking. I, I've done like seven U.S. tours in the past <laughs> like five years. I can't. I can't remember any of them. Right. Was it? Was it devastation on the nation? Or was it a headliner? I was a headliner. The headliner was it? Body Snatcher and Sandra yeah, that's a, yeah, that sounds like it. Okay, that'll probably that'll been Stephen Mashburn from um, I Am Destruction filling in for us. That was fucking badass. Yeah, Super man. great set, man. Um, so what do you got going on now? Anything you want to promote? Well, spill it. Whatever. We have three singles out for my new album. Mm-hmm. You should go check them out. Obviously, we have got the pre-orders running, so. Anyone wants a pre-order album, it'd be amazing. Everything helps. So we have pre-orders for the States and, well, North America mainly. Uh, Indie Merch Store, there's a load of shit on there. For Europe and the UK, you can go in ingested.co.uk. And there is a limited edition vinyl variant on Gimme Radio. So I'm not sure what the link is for that, but just Google Gimme Radio Shop and it's up on there. Um Depending when you're listening to this, we have a new single coming out very soon. Um, keep a lookout for that. And yeah, um, Round the Gods May Tread drops August 14th. Hit us on our socials. Say what's up. Check it out. 